It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Okay, well then, uh, you keep looking, you keep rolling your eyes, and I'm getting ticked off, and I think I'm answering your question. Are you okay? Okay. <laughs> it is always fun starting a podcast with a Jim Zorn quote. Jim Zorn, one of the greatest co- No, I'm just kidding. Jim Zorn's horrible, and that press conference right there just kind of shows how horrible he was of a coach. But anyway, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Redskins. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hicks. You can find my work on Breaking Football and Breaking the Draft with my co-host, John Valencia. Today we have my favorite show of every single week is the Weekly Mailbag. I love it. We always put it on Wednesdays here. So without further ado... Let's jump right into some questions. I had some great questions this week, some that will take a little more in-depth answers, so I'm very excited. So let's jump right into some right now. Our first question comes from Steve Seifert. Uh, As you guys all know, Steve, he came on the podcast yesterday. He asked, well, he he started off by saying, Bruce Allen just bought a $7 million mansion on the West Coast. There's some rumblings that a lot of people want Bruce gone, and they can build a stadium without him. If we win less than eight games, is Bruce Allen heading to the hills? Now, don't get me too excited here, Steve. I I would love this. Uh, I've been dreaming about this for a long time. I think every Redskins fan has really dreamed about the day that Bruce Allen is gone. And he's really holding this franchise back. I mean, Dan Snyder is the one who's really holding this franchise back. Bruce Allen is just like... Bruce Allen, the only reason we really, really hate Bruce Allen, because he's not a horrible, horrible evaluator, the main reason that we all hate Bruce Allen is because he is a little piece of Dan Snyder. And that is our main reason why we hate Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen isn't like that horrible of a person. He isn't that like horrible guy that we all want to get rid of. Now he does some things that are just terrible. Now a lot of the reported things that have come out with, you know, last year, I don't know if a lot of you guys have heard this, but where he reportedly just chewed out Scott McLuhan because McLuhan was talking to Rashad Breland when Breland was having a bad day at practice. McLuhan wasn't, like, bashing Breland. He was calming him down. And Bruce Allen was saying stuff to him, apparently, in his office, saying, like, you don't go talk to players. That's not your job. Your job is just to evaluate them. Again, way out of line by Bruce Allen. But again, I don't think he's a horrible, horrible GM like we make him out to be. But the main reason why we hate Bruce Allen, why it's fun to hate Bruce Allen, why it is a Redskins tradition to hate Bruce Allen is because he is like half of Dan Snyder and we hate Dan Snyder and we know we can't get rid of him but if we can just somehow convince Snyder to get rid of Bruce Allen we know we're getting rid of a little piece of Dan Snyder and that is the most glorious thing you can tell a Redskins fan because in all honesty I don't know how much this team's ever going to win with Dan Snyder still the owner but if we can get rid of part of him or half of him in Bruce Allen I'm all for it if the Redskins need to lose out in order to get rid of Bruce Allen I'm all for it. If the Redskins need to lose Jay Gruden and Kirk Cousins to get rid of Bruce Allen, I'm all for it. Whatever it takes to get a football mind in here to just kind of start over with anything, I'm okay with it because I am sick of Bruce Allen. Basically, as long as Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder are in charge, things are always going to be the same. And it's horrible. And you kind of see it with a lot of these franchises. The one franchise I compare the Redskins to a lot, which isn't really comparative if you look at their success, but if you look at how they were successful, you can kind of see it. The Colts, right? And hear me out here. The Colts have a god-awful owner who has hired his buddies 
every year, you know. He hired Grixon, who is one of the worst football minds in the history of football. Grixon is terrible at evaluating talent, at doing anything competent, really. And when he hired Grixon and he brought in Pagano, you even have this beautiful prospect in Andrew Luck, and you just ruined him. And that's kind of what Ursay's always been. He's lucked into Hall of Fame quarterbacks. He lucked into Peyton Manning. He lucked into Andrew Luck. If Andrew Luck can come back, he's, he's basically a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm, I'm confident in saying that because Andrew Luck is that good of a quarterback. Without those, the Colts are basically like the Redskins. They are just that, that franchise who has a horrible owner, horrible GM in Grigson, a horrible coach in Pagano, but you know he can do some right things, I guess, just kind of like Jay Gruden. But once you kind of get rid of Grigson, and you bring in a football mind in Chris Ballard, you start to see improvement. Now, again, the record's not great this year because, again, Andrew Luck has missed this whole year. But you see improvement. You see little things that are being done that makes them look like a competent franchise again. Now, I'm just saying, if the Redskins were to get rid of Bruce Allen, it would be like, it would be like the Colts getting rid of Grixon, where you get a football mind to come in, and you kind of have Ursay or you have Snyder take a step back, and you can start seeing football decisions and football moves being made. So overall, just to answer this question, because I know I have been like, you know, going on on this one question for a long time. I hope Bruce Allen's gone. I would do almost anything to get him out, but I see it maybe as like a five to ten percent chance he's gone. Because at the end of the day, Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder—they're drinking buddies, they're country club friends, they're best buddies for for life, whatever. They're never gonna leave each other. They're gonna die in each other's arms. I don't really see it ever happening, but I hope so. I mean, again, I'd sacrifice Gruden Cousins. Heck, I'd sacrifice the Redskins' name even just to get rid of him. So we'll see what happens, but I think Bruce Allen's here for the long haul. This next one here comes from D. Fry at Father Fry. Asks, do you think the Redskins' problems are in the locker room? Now, I'm not going to go too in-depth on this one because tomorrow's podcast, I, I'm going to kind of go more in-depth on the whole Bruce Allen, Jay Gruden, and where I think a lot of these internal problems are coming from. But overall, I think these last two games in particular are definitely been have definitely been like locker room problems. No team has such a big difference in talent anywhere in the NFL. You know, if you look at the Patriots compared to the Browns, the talent's not so huge where the Patriots are always going to be the Browns by 30 or always be the Browns by, by 25, 30 points. You know, like, it just doesn't happen in the NFL. These are all professional athletes. They're all guys who dominated in college, dominated in high school. They were the best of the best, and they're in the NFL. Their talent discrepancy in the NFL is not that big. And it's never big enough to where every week should be a blowout. That's why we see the Browns. They've won one game in two years. But I haven't looked at the stats here. But if you look at it, I'm sure you'd be shocked by how little of those games have been by over 20, over 30 points. That's just the talent discrepancy in the NFL. There's a lot of little things that go into winning. It's not blowout after blowout after blowout. And I think losing two games back-to-back like that doesn't mean the Redskins have a lot less talent. Now, obviously, the injuries have got the talent level down a little bit. But I don't think it's a lot less talent to where you can be like, oh, blowouts are okay. A blowout is definitely a locker room problem, and you can tell after this last game. A lot of the players are ranting about Gruden. No, well, not Gruden, but Lance, ranting about practices, which are like subtle hints at Gruden. You know, you got DJ Swearinger, Josh Norman, both kind of ranting about little things and just kind of going on these outcries. Junior Gallette is just going off on Twitter, and I'm, I'm kind of glad he's going to be gone. But anyway, Kirk Cousins' body language is terrible. It, it's, a, it's a mess right now, and it starts in that locker room. Jay Gruden's got to control the locker room. And this will really test how good of a coach he is or what kind of coach he is. If he can turn this around, turn the locker room around, get back to around 8-8, eight and 7-9, eight, and nine, be somewhat respectable, I think that's a good sign for him. But if we, if we lose out here against a cakewalk schedule, that's a horrible sign. And if we get blown out one more time, I'm just about done with this whole thing. Because once you kind of get into that mindset where getting blown out is okay, 
you have to start over because you've lost the locker room, you've lost the spirit of the guys, and it's over. It's all over at that point. You can't have that mindset in the NFL because, like I said, talent discrepancy is not that big in the NFL. You have to have a mindset that's willing to, to win, and you have to have a lot of little things go right for you, like injuries, for instance. And if you don't have that mindset, you're not going to win in the NFL. So keep continually, continually getting blown out. You've got to move on from the coach. You've got to make some kind of big change because you can't make that part of the norm. So we're going to continue our talk here on the Redskins Mailbag here in just a few minutes. But again, I'll remind you guys to rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Redskins on iTunes. I believe we are, I think I said six rated Redskins podcasts on iTunes. I believe we are actually seventh now. If you just do the keyword Redskins into iTunes, we will be like the seventh podcast that pops up, which is great. I don't know how iTunes really does their ratings if it's based off view count, downloads, you know, overall reviews. But again, it is a great, it's a great sign that great things are coming from this podcast. And you guys started all, I do all this for you guys and your reviews and your subscriptions, they do a lot for me. So be sure to go to Locked on Redskins on iTunes and just leave a review guys. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the Locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This next one here comes from Brown's Daily Mock Draft at Brown's Mock Draft. He asked, what do you think happens with Kirk Cousins? Now, again, I know I get this question every week, but I'm going to answer it again. I think if the Redskins lose out, Cousins is definitely gone. I think if they win a couple games down the stretch here, I think he will get the tag again. I, I don't really have too much more to say on that, but it's not looking like a long-term deal whatsoever is coming. And if they lose out, I think major changes are coming. It's going to start with Gruden and, and Cousins. And if they if they don't win a game down the stretch here, it's hard to justify giving him a big contract because you got to at least win one of these games if you're justifying that huge contract for him. Oh, again, I don't see a long-term deal coming whatsoever. So Browns fans, you know, that was from Browns Daily Mock there. I'm sure he's looking at it as a Browns fan thinking, oh, they can get Kirk Cousins, they can compete next year. And I think that would be a great fit for the Browns because he is an experienced guy who can win you games. And I think he will be a really good fit for the Browns, actually. Paul Cumberland at Paul underscore Cumberland asks, assuming McLuhan hearing on the 18th doesn't get settled beforehand and Scott wins his case, what do you believe the ramifications will be in Ashburn, if any? Now, I don't know how familiar you guys are with this situation here. Scott McLuhan is suing the Redskins over them not paying the rest of his salary because they accused him of being like drinking on the job, drinking at Redskins facility, which is against league rules, which would, if they are telling the truth completely, then they would not owe him the two point. I think it's two point seven million dollars left on his contract. Now McLuhan is arguing against Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen here, saying that there was a lot of alcohol on the premises. He never drank, but a lot of other people did. And there's actually going to be guys testifying under oath, including Jay Gruden, Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder, and a lot of bad things could come out. So the fear across kind of the Redskins here, and a lot of Redskins reporters are saying, is it is a league-wide policy that you can't have open alcohol containers in league headquarters. So in like the NFL headquarters, or in the Redskins headquarters, you can't have open alcohol containers. And McLuhan is saying through his testifying and through 
other guys testifying, which we don't have knowledge of right now, that there was plenty in Redskins' facilities, so we are kind of thinking that there might be some ramifications for it. I'm not 100% sure what the penalty for that would be. I'm not an expert on, on those kind of things. I would say, though, it could hurt the Redskins, like maybe come draft time, maybe come free agency, maybe a big fine in our free agency spending numbers, maybe a draft pick fine, because th- that is a league rule. So the league can punish the organization for breaking a league rule like that. And that would be a horrible um, way to lose a draft pick right there. Horrible way to lose, like say, like your second or third round pick is the owner drinks a lot in headquarters when he's not supposed to. Or horrible way to lose you know, $20 million in spending money because your owner drinks a lot in the offseason. Like, it, it's stupid, but it's it's a league rule, and if the Redskins violate it, they will get punished. Though, I th- again, I think the only, like, saving grace we can have this is say so much bad stuff comes out about Snyder and Bruce Allen that they have to leave town, and the Redskins, even the Redskins got the death penalty for that. You know, like, lost all their free agency and, and lost all their draft picks. It's so worth it to get rid of Snyder and Bruce Allen, but I don't think anything that's going to happen. I think it would just be a small fine, or or they won't even release the details to the public even. So we'll see what happens to that, but I think we're making a big deal out of something that's not that big. Again, I hope it results in Snyder having to sell the team or something, but it won't come to that. NFL Mock, at NFL underscore Mock, asked, Do you think that Josh Norman is done in Washington? I think he has a clause that allows him to opt out of his contract. I'm not too familiar with the clause. I have to get a Spotrack person on here, or somebody who's more of a cap guy on here to kind of discuss this. So I don't know what his contract details really are and how we can get out of it. But I don't really think he's done. I mean, the Redskins invested a lot in this guy. And if we, you know, if, if past history has ever really proven anything about this Redskins team, is they're stubborn as hell. And we're going to see it again with Kirk Cousins. I know we always bring it back to him, but we're going to see it with Kirk Cousins. They might tag him a third time just because they're stubborn. They're not going to move on from Josh Norman, even after having a poor year, after having a poor game, that they're not going to move on from him because they're stubborn. They want to make that signing look good. And I, I just don't see them moving on from him. And also, I, I think we are overacting a little bit to a, a really, really bad, lackluster game out of Norman. Because this year, overall, he hasn't been great by any means. He's not really worth the $20 million, But he hasn't been horrible. I mean, he's like the seventh least targeted cornerback in the NFL. That's something. Teams are scared of him. You know, he might not be playing great this year. He might have the highest passer rating on our team when, when quarterbacks are, are targeting him. But again, he is not having a horrible year. He's not getting targeted. And he's locking down one side. And he's actually one of the best tackling corners in the NFL, too. So there are some good things with Josh Norman. If he stays, I'm fine. If he goes, I'm fine, too, because he's a 30-year-old corner making $20 million a year. Either way, I'm, I'm fine with Josh Norman. And I, I don't think that this outcry should be to cut him. I think another guy we should be really looking at is Jordan Reed instead of Josh Norman. But that's just me. Marshall at M7 Aaron asks, how in the world does Mayfield remind Scott McLuhan of Brett Favre? Now, this is actually kind of funny because Scott McLuhan came out not too long ago saying that Baker Mayfield reminds him of Brett Favre. I think it's just the attitude because there's literally nothing else there that (laughs) these players are similar. Baker Mayfield is just this gunslinging, off-script kind of guy. I mean, I guess the gunslinger part is kind of similar too, but Mayfield just likes to operate off script, but he can't really operate from a pure pocket and kind of read a defense like Brett Favre. Brett Favre was an elite Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, he threw a lot of picks. Mayfield doesn't actually throw that many picks at all. But Brett Favre threw a lot of picks just because he liked to force it and he was a gunslinger. Mayfield, he just likes to operate off script. I don't think he's anything like Favre, really, except maybe they're just cocky, kind of immature-ish game player type of mindset. I think that's their big similarity. Besides that, though, I don't see a huge similarity between, between the two players at all. Last question we have here for today's mailbag is from at Nathan Britton underscore from Nathan Britton. He asks, what should the name change be? Red Hawks is lame. Now, if you guys don't know what this is about, the Washington Red Hawks Twitter account, 
says they're going to have a press conference like disparaging the the racist Redskins name and and coming up with their new Redskins Red Hawk Washington or my fault Washington Red Hawks name and I I mean honestly it's not going to happen the Redskins aren't going to change their name I think a cool one would be Washington Warriors I do kind of like that one or Washington Hogs because you know the Hogs are a tradition here with the Redskins so I would actually not mind the Washington Hogs or the Washington Warriors but yeah I do agree Red Hawks is really lame uh, I can't really think of too many other ones off the top of my head. Red Wings are, are hockey ones, so I'm not too big on that. But yeah, I'd be okay with either Warriors or Hogs. Probably Hogs, though, probably my favorite, because it's like honoring a group of offensive linemen. And you know, I played offensive linemen when I was a little kid, so I'm a big fan of honoring offensive linemen. So let's go with Washington Hogs is my answer for that one, Nate. So that is all we have for today's mailbag section. Before we jump into our pick a prospect for today's show and close off the show here, I have a message for all of you fantasy football fans. Listen up. It's not too late to join the 500,000 people that have already downloaded Draft this season. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but you're done in under 5 minutes and they last for just 1 week. The best part? Play for cold hard cash. And get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on salary cap sites. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. Play a real money game for free just by using the promo code LONFL for Locked On NFL. Just search Draft in your app store, or go to draft.com and come play for free right now with the promo code LONFL. Tune in, guys, and remember, there's a, a lot of us locked on podcast hosts here. I'm going to try to start a league uh, again this week here. Uh, we are all starting a lot of our own draft leagues this week, and I know, I know Jeff L.J. Lloyd for Locked On Browns is doing it, and he's having a blast with it, and I'm going to do it again this weekend, so be sure to join us, go against us, kick our asses, take some money from us, because we are not fancy guys, we are just NFL guys, so take all of our money, rub it in our face, it'll be a blast, guys, so check that out. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now on to our daily pick a prospect before we close off today's show. Now this one's going to be a mouthful, so bear with me. I think this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a terrible mispronunciation of this guy's name. So again, bear with me on this one. Andrew Matua Puaka. <laughs> Andrew Matua Puaka. However you say it, I love this guy. Senior middle linebacker out of Virginia Tech. Six foot two thirty-six, so a little bit on the smaller side. But he is a career leader for this Hokie defense. He has 326 total tackles over his whole four-year career with the Hokies. 31.5 tackles for a loss, 11 and a half sacks, five interceptions, and four return touchdowns. Now, I love this guy. I really do. I'm a huge Virginia Tech Hokie fan, if you guys did not know. He is from Virginia Beach, so he's also close by, so he also holds a, a place in my heart there. I'm telling you, this guy is the pure epitome of a Bud Foster player. He is a mean, instinctive, anticipatory type player, and he just he just reads defense he reads offenses like a book. You know, he, he doesn't win with overwhelming athleticism, even though he's a fairly athletic guy, which is evident by his four return touchdowns in his four year career. He's a fairly athletic guy and he has some burners to him, but he doesn't win that way. He doesn't win by just flying through a hole you know, out of control and blowing it up in the backfield. He waits and he understands your play before you're calling it. And he knows what's going on. He knows how to fill a hole. He knows assignments. 
He knows everything that's going on in the field, and he's your quarterback on your defense. And those things are outstanding about him. A couple other little stats and facts about him. 2016, he was second team All-ACC. This year in 2017, his third team All-ACC. He is a finalist this season for the Polynesian College Football Player of the Year Award. And fun fact, he is also born in New Zealand, which is awesome. So I hope he wins the Polynesian College Football Player of the Year Award. And he has also been an invite for the NFLPA Bowl this year. So two of my favorite players in college football are going to be in the NFLPA Bowl this year, Austin Allen and Andrew Matuapuaka. So definitely check those guys out at the NFLPA Bowl this year. But again, this guy just does it all. And the best thing about him, too, is he is a very, very good pass linebacker. And that is one thing the Redskins have really missed with Sue Cravens not playing this year and Zach Brown being, I think, perhaps the worst middle linebacker in the NFL at defending the pass is this guy is a great pass coverage linebacker. He was second on his team, I believe, this year in pass deflections with seven, only behind Greg Stroman, who I've talked about before. Greg Stroman is a beast. Matua Puaka, he just brings that element that a lot of Redskins guys just don't have. Now, Josh Harvey Clemens has it, but he's a really skinny, safety, com- converted to linebacker type guy, and he's just not ready for full-time snaps. Now, I'm not saying bring in Matua Puaka and just start him right away because he's not ready for it. A guy with his size and his lack of athleticism, or not lack of it, but lack of elite athleticism, isn't an immediate starter in the NFL. But he's a guy who can garner a role early, he can be kind of your third down guy, kind of your sub linebacker, and he can carve a role in the NFL. And that's what he's going to be. I think he's a fourth, fifth, maybe sixth round guy who's going to come in, he's going to be a, you know, a special teams leader, an elite special team player, who can come in in the second group and he can really make some plays for your team. So I'm a huge fan of Andrew Matuapuaka. And I really hope the Redskins can bring in one of these VT guys I talked about in the podcast this year. All right, guys, that is all I have for today's show, though. So be sure again to tune in tomorrow as we get into more Bruce Allen, Jay Gruden, and I'm kind of where all that mess is coming from talk tomorrow. And also remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And also check out Draft this weekend for all your daily fantasy needs. Draft is a fun just daily snake draft that you can do against all of your friends. Win some money, kick my ass this week. Because I'm just begging to lose some money to you guys. So go on draft this week. But also check out Locked on Redskins on iTunes. Leave a review and subscription. And when you are actually reviewing the podcast here, leave your username or your like Twitter at sign in the description so I know who's who's giving me a review. And you know, you guys are the main reason why I have this podcast and the main reason why I love this podcast so much. I'm loving the feedback so far. So keep it up, guys. And again, tune in tomorrow for more Bruce Allen and Jay Gruden talk. And Friday we should be breaking down the the Cardinals and Redskins game this week. So so I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.